This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. Welcome, everybody. It is the Tuesday edition of Talk Back. And Talk Back is brought to you this morning by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery, where they have authentic New York bagels and pastries all the way from Little Italy right here in Missoula out on North Reserve. you got to try it. Also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial, where they're offering residential and commercial cleaning with their powerful steam extraction method, bringing those tired and dirty carpets right back to life. And no job too big or small? For a free estimate, call 260-6617. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you along this morning. I'm Peter Christian. That is Nick Christensen right over there. Good morning. And uh, we are thrilled to have with us on, once again, uh, Robin Driscoll. She is the chair of the Montana Democratic Party. Always willing to come on to uh, to KGVO uh, once a month to talk with our listeners about things that are on their mind. And especially with the legislature going through in full session, getting close to the midway point. So, Robin, good morning and welcome. Hi there. Thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. So what kind of things are you looking at as you're looking at the legislative session that's going on right now? What are the things that are on your mind, pros and cons? Sure. So um, Democrats have um, been introducing uh, what I consider to be some really good bills. We've got some great um, bills that would address the housing situation in the state of Montana. Um, There is there's some bills that would address the staffing shortages at the nursing homes and the state house bill. As you know, we've had I believe it's 12 now with the addition of Miles City. Uh, nursing homes close over the past year, and most of those are because of um, staffing shortages because they just can't, you know, staff at the Medicaid reimbursement rate just cannot um, keep up with um, the cost of living, the price of housing. Um, And then we've got a bill that would um, uh, maintain the nonpartisan nature of our independent judiciary. They have been attacked repeatedly this session. And um, so Lori Bishop, Representative Lori Bishop out of uh, Livingston, has a bill in that there would not allow partisan campaigning uh, for the judiciary. Um, and then we have, the, but the most, mostly I think that the housing bills are really um, the ones that are most important. And I think that one in particular that has been presented by um, House Minority Leader Kim Abbott would establish a workforce housing trust fund. Um, we have kind of we you know we have um, experience with that because we have a model that that we can follow with that coal tax trust fund that was established in the '90s, I believe, um, after Coal Strip was built. And it was it was a bipartisan negotiated bill to establish that trust fund to address infrastructure needs. Um, so people, uh, businesses, um, local governments apply for grants from that trust fund and um, describe their needs like road repair, um, bridge repair, things like that. And so they can apply for grants to help out with paying for that. And that's kind of what this is based on is that same model 
um, it would put $500 million into um, a trust fund, and then half of that fund would provide immediate grants and low-interest loans, and then the other half would go into that trust that, you know, insures, gathers interest and ensures that the state can continue year after year to make the same investments in, in housing. So um, I'm very hopeful. I'm going to be watching that one closely to see what happens with it. Now, let, let me ask you just, uh, just, just real quick, where, where again, will the bulk of that money come from for that trust fund? Because obviously the sale of coal goes to the Montana Coal Tax Trust Fund. So how about the, where, where does this uh, funding come from? I am glad you asked, and I, I knew you were going to. <laughs> so <laughs> it would come from the um, uh, surplus money dollars that are in the legislature right now that everybody is trying to get a hold of. Right, exactly, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so out of that surplus, that five hundred million would come from that to establish that trust fund. All right, that would be a pretty good chunk of of the of the surplus, though, right? Um, isn't it a two billion dollar surplus? Yeah, just just a little over two billion dollars. Yeah, that is true. So yeah, I mean it's a good chunk, but it's you know it would go to something that would benefit for generations to come really just like the coal trust fund has you got it all right well we actually have uh, somebody on the line right now that wants to visit with you it is mark mark good morning you're on with robin driscoll what's your question sir good morning everybody say i i don't know the particular bill number but i understand there's a school choice bill working its way through the current legislature and i have some well we just we just lost mark Oh, no. I apologize. I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah. We, we just lost him uh, for some reason. Uh, something happened with our phones. We had another call. And okay, yeah. Something happened with mine, too. Both, I mean, I, like I got lost. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but both the lines disappeared. So, Mark, if you want to call back okay. with your, your question, that, that's great. So Maybe school, we take a break and then... Yeah, let, let's, take a, let's take a quick break. And, Mark, if you want to call back, we definitely want this. It's a great question. So we'd love to uh, get that answered by Robin Driscoll. And all the other phone lines are open. It's 721-1290. We will be right back. Texting privacy policy. And Hi, I'm Carson Cressley. Of all the resources in the world, kindness is the most precious. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to protect animals in disasters, on farms, on the silver screen, and in zoos and aquariums caring for the world's vanishing creatures. You can help, too, by making humane choices every day. Visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways to build a more caring and compassionate world. For all of us. Thinking about retirement? Make sure my Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates, and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. And we are back now on TalkBack. 721-1290 is our number. Robin Driscoll, uh, chair of the Montana Democratic Party. And I think we have Mark back. Mark, good morning. You're on. You're on. With, go ahead. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I was just inquiring. I understand there's a bill working its way through the, the legislature for school choice. I have a number of questions on it, but I'd just like to get your um, uh, viewpoint on it and then ask a couple of questions if I can. Okay, go ahead. What's, uh, what's the school choice okay. bill about, Robin? 
Sure, and I honestly, I don't know. I haven't seen the bill, but I will give you my um, opinion on school choice <laughs> just in general. Um, I think that we already have school choice, and typically when you say school choice in the state of Montana, that means private schools that are funded by tax dollars, and I am totally opposed to that. Uh, the Supreme Court has made their decision, and it went against my belief, but... Um, it is the decision that they made that, and so I know that this session there is a bill um, that has been presented by uh, my majority leader, Sue Vinton, out of Lockwood, Montana, and that bill um, raises the cap on the uh, donations that can be, um, I think it was at $2 million. It started out actually at 500000 I believe, when I was in the legislature. Um, and increased last session, and now has has that bill would increase it to two million dollars. Um, any money, in my opinion, taxpayer dollars that goes to fund uh, private, mostly religious schools, is, um, in fact, in my opinion, just anti. It's a you know unconstitutional. Um, the Supreme Court has decided different. But and it takes money from public schools, and I am a strong, strong public school advocate. So, okay, does that help you, Mark? Yeah, I guess I haven't. Uh, you know, I guess I didn't have a number of questions. If she hasn't read the bill, she won't be able to answer them. Uh, but just so my the listeners know, you know, the questions would be first of all, if it is involving public schools and public school money, or not public school money, public money to go to private schools. Do private schools have to accept all students? In other words, no. uh, if I have no. a, a, healthy, a healthy student who, who wants to go to a, a private school and they want to take the state money, they do that. But if I have a student who has severe health effects, uh, mental problems or whatever, and it's going to cost them more money to educate that kid than the state money is going to give them, do they have the right to turn them down? And if they do accept yes. them, do they have to follow the, the, the Disability Act in order to educate them? Okay, so yeah, that's those are really good questions, and the only reason I know the answers to those, even though I haven't seen the bills, just from serving in the legislature and watching these bills come forth in the past, private schools do not have they. You apply to go to a private school, um, and then the private school can accept or deny you. And so, say a student with severe mental illness um, apply, you know, they could be turned away. This, the public school district, on the other hand, is required to take all of God's children, not just ones that um, without learning disabilities or with some strong mental illness or, or some real physical disabilities. Uh, public schools take everybody. Yeah, and that, that, that's my point. You, know, it can, you can end up, if they're not required to accept all applications, then they'll only cherry pick the, the best of the of the kids, and the public schools will be left to pay for the most expensive kids without the enrollment to do so. The other question is, if it's a transfer between public schools, uh, and one public school does not have room, uh, are they still forced to take them and leaving the the local taxpayer with the bill to build new buildings? Um, so I, you mean a transfer student from another district? Is that what you're yeah, asking? Yeah, from, from public school to public school. But if one school says we're full, we can't take any kids, uh, and okay. the law says you have to take them, 
then I have to build a new building to accommodate that added enrollment. So I, as a local taxpayer, I have to pay for a new building, whereas the kids coming in, their parents from out of district don't have to pay for it. Yeah, so most schools charge uh, the district that the student comes from an enrollment fee and a fee tax to educate that student if they come from another district. Now, if the student lives in, say, I'm just going to go with Billings because I know the schools here, a senior high school district, um, and they want to transfer to West High School, which is um, still within school district two, but maybe they live in a different area. That school is not required to take them, but the one that that is in the area that the student lives in is required to take that student. Yeah, I understand that. But if if we actually have school choice and a kid can choose to attend school in Missoula or in, say, Frenchtown, and then so they have, the, let's say, a mad influx of students from Missoula to Frenchtown, just as an example, and Frenchtown okay, is out of room and has to build new buildings, that's not fair to the Frenchtown taxpayers. Okay, right, but the Frenchtown um, taxpayer would charge the Missoula district um, for the students that are attending in their district. Yeah, well, currently they don't do that. But, well, uh, Mark, yeah. Mark, anyway, thanks. I, I, I appreciate your time. I'll call back. I'll call back when the Republicans sign the last. All right, thanks for your call, Mark. <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, we have Tim up next. Tim, good morning. You're on with Robin Driscoll. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Uh, Robin, last time that you were on, I asked you a question about the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and Title VII, which prohibits employment discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, and national origin. And we were talking about Joe Biden's choice of uh, Supreme Court nominee, and he came out and said, I was only going to look at black women to fill that position now he he said that on national tv and uh and your response was well i feel that at that time that he he acted accordingly so are you saying that the democrat party is saying that the democrats that are elected officials are above the law and can break any law that they so desire. Okay, let's let her answer that. Thanks for the call. Appreciate okay. it. Uh, go ahead, so, Robin. So I had real, I had real trouble hearing that question. Could you repeat it, uh, maybe Peter, for me? Be- be- basically, he said uh, with the with the Equal Rights Act uh, that when President Biden said he was only going to nominate a black woman for the Supreme Court nomination, uh, was he breaking the law doing that? Okay, um, I I would disagree. I think President. Biden and Donald Trump did exactly the right thing. Donald Trump um, stated very publicly that he would appoint a woman to the Supreme Court. And Joe Biden um, stated publicly that he would appoint a black um, woman to the Supreme Court. Both were right. And I appreciate what both of them did. And I I think if I may add another word in there, a qualified woman or black woman, right? Yes. You know, I, because yeah. because that that's what the hearings were all about. Or all these indiv- are these individuals qualified? 
Right. Good point. Yeah. Thank you for that, yeah. Peter. I'll tell you what, we're, we're up against a break. 721-1290 is our number. We have, I believe we have uh, a skip on the line with another question when we come back. And we also have an app question for you. Robin Driscoll is our guest. She's the chair of the uh, Montana Democratic Party as the legislature is rolling toward the midpoint of the session. So we're going to come right back after this. Hi, I'm Dr. And we're back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is our number. Nick Christensen over there taking your phone calls this morning. And joining us is Robin Driscoll. She's the chair of the Montana Democratic Party. Skip has been waiting to talk. Oh, Let's I'm sorry. the app question first. Oh, that's the app question yeah. first. Go ahead. Uh, Joel said uh, he had a question for you, Robin. He said, why did Senate Democrats oppose uh, Senate Bill 47, which revised CDL requirements? He said a total of 27 senators from both parties opposed the bill. But the reason why Democrats opposed was never voiced. Do you know why that was? I don't. I don't even know what bill that is. Did he say Senate Bill 47? 47. So, yeah, maybe uh, next month you could uh, answer that question for you. I think C- yeah, I'm going to write it down yeah. right now. I, I think CDL, CDL stands for commercial driver's license, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes, it does. All right. Yep. Let, let's move on and get Skip's question. Skip, good morning. Thanks for holding. Good morning, Peter, and we do hope you're feeling better, sir. Thank you. Uh, I think somebody should bring a bill uh, that uh, that requires it and not be allowed to have a withdrawal for more than th- two or three days from potback. <laughs> guys were gone for a while. Uh, uh-huh. I, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask Robin if uh, the bill that she was talking about, the monies that are available for counties, uh, maybe that bill three fifty five that that uh, has some grants available that that uh, there's even dollar amounts that are designated like for valley county for instance would get maybe 12 million dollars if they if they applied for it to i think the department of commerce that's a there's a lot of good things about that bill it might be a bipartisan thing that that i know even our commissioners are looking into uh in addition uh i i wanted to ask her if if she had uh, looked at the 234 bill, which is the obscenity bill, having to do with uh, school boards and who's in charge of deciding what's obscene and what isn't in different places. And and uh, I, I'll leave it at that because my guess is she knows what those two are. And I, I, if the if the two the two excuse me the 355 bill if. If that's the one she was talking about, that's something people should look into because that could be a, a wonderful thing for all the different counties for their infrastructure, especially. Thank you, sir. Bye. All right. Thanks for the call. Robert, it's all yours. Um, yeah, thanks, Skip. Um, I wish he was still on because um, the bill that I was referring to um, was House Bill 553, but he said 355, and I just kind of wonder if... Um, uh, the numbers got transposed, but so House Bill 553 would um, allocate $250 million to provide uh, low interest loans to builders, building housing that's affordable, um, and $250 million to a trust that generates interest um, to, you know, address that problem into the future. Um, I think that that's probably what he's talking about, and I think it is very bipartisan. Um, so I look forward to watching that. And then, um, the school board bill, um, obscenity in schools. I don't know what that bill is. 
Well, I know, I believe that had something to do with Elsie Arnson. Um, I, I, I had talked with her about uh, the, uh, the the whole obscenity business, and she is she was very very as you know very strident about making sure that uh, what is in our, our public schools is decent for folks to be able to send their kids. So, yeah. So I'm sorry, I, I can't comment on that bill because I have not seen it. Gotcha. Well, we have about. Um, two minutes. So uh, we're going to turn the floor over to you. If there's anything that you'd like to talk about, uh, wish list as we're approaching the mid uh, midpoint of the session, what would you like to see happen? Um, you know, I what I really want to see happen is just uh, the legislature get to work on issues that are um, affecting Montanans, everyday Montanans, um, instead of all this culture war stuff that keeps being brought up. Um, by Republicans in the legislature. Um, the other thing I would kind of like to mention is the Republican Party censuring um, Governor Roscoe, which I thought was a very interesting um, happenstance that, that came forth this weekend. Um, I'm sure he's just absolutely heartbroken to hear that he's not considered to be a Republican. And I don't know, are you going to have Don Kay on next? Yeah, yes. and, and he actually mentioned that he's prepared to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, good, because I, I would have a question for him. I don't know if you saw the text that he sent, um, Governor Roscoe, you know, the gall of him sending the text to express his deep respect for him and, um, you know, wanted to make sure the governor knew ahead of time that it had been voted on and would be going out to the press. And so my question for him would be, you know, because of that deep respect, during the discussion of their executive board, did he do anything to try and stop that vote from, you know, um, from happening? And when it actually did happen, did he vote against it? Very interesting question. Very interesting. Yeah, I've known Mark Roscoe for over 40 years. And I I will tell you that he's always, there's no mystery there. He's a moderate, right? He's always been a moderate. So uh, yes, he, he, he was elected as a moderate. He was elected twice as a moderate. So I'm, I'm not sure he why was, people... And are, he was so, elected by yeah. both Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, yeah. So there, there, um, there shouldn't be any... There were a lot of Democrats that voted for Shouldn't he any, any, be any big shot, a big, uh, big shock, though, of, of the things that he's advocating for now. So anyway. Exactly. And so it's interesting. To, the, the other thing is, what, who are they going to censure next? Will it be Bob Brown, former Secretary state and senator i mean it's just yeah how far are they gonna anyway we are out of time thank you so very very much for being on with us every month we appreciate it i appreciate you guys too i'll talk to you next month okay we're gonna take a break and come right back this is talkback 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309 this is news talk kgvo am 1290 and 98.3 fm KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is hour number two of Talk Back, brought to you this morning by Phillips Janitorial, where they offer both residential and commercial cleaning and no job too big or small. So give them a call, the number for a free estimate, or you can just book your your, your job right now at 406-260-6617. Also brought to you by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. Come on by for all of your New York favorites. They have New York cheesecake. They have cannolis. They have uh, absolutely 
fabulous fresh bagels of every description located right there at Brooklyn Bagel on North Reserve. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, we are back. That's Nick Christensen over there. Wait to take your phone calls this morning. He's already done a lot so far just in the first half hour of TalkBack. So let's continue on right now. We we heard from Robin Driscoll, the chair of the Montana Democratic Party. Uh, turned about his fair place. We're talking right now with, we have gentlemen we haven't talked to for a while. Don Kay, uh, Don Kalchmitt, who is the uh, the chair of the Montana Republican Party. Don, it's good to have you back. Good to be back, Peter. I appreciate you having me this morning, and great to be back on TalkBack. You bet. So uh, we have folks waiting, but I wanted to give you a chance if you had any sort of an opening statement. The legislature is getting close to the midpoint. I wanted to get your thoughts on how it's going, in your view. Yeah, thank you, Peter. Uh, Basically, you know, our GOP lawmakers have already drafted and passed a lot of bills on the floor that they're it's going to make sure that we keep Montana, Montana, you know, we're, we're uh, supporting the firearms industry. We're supporting um, the, uh, a, a law that, uh, that, uh, you know, we can't, you can't uh, sell uh, farmlands and farms to Chinese, uh, all these common sense laws. Uh, we're t- protecting our children. The governor's budget for hardworking families is going to be a huge win for Montanans, and it promises the largest tax cut in Montana history and makes Montana debt-free in 2023. And, uh, you know, with this inflation and everything that's been done with the uh, National Democrats uh, on the Biden administration and all the inflation we've gone through, Montanans really deserve that. Um, you know, from gas to groceries, uh, they're pro- we're, we're going to be providing meaningful tax uh, relief, and that's critical. That's why the governor is going to cut Montana taxes by over $1 billion, the largest tax cut, as I mentioned, in, in state history. And the Republicans are cutting taxes, uh, protecting, as I mentioned, parental rights, education, investing in teaching. It's a time for our hardworking teachers to get some relief, uh, making housing more affordable and attainable. The governor has a task force on that. <clears throat> and, you know, meanwhile, our friends across the aisle are attacking free speech with an unconstitutional bill that would prohibit uh, partisan officials from publicly supporting candidates in nonpartisan races. Uh, you, you know, you talk about a waste of taxpayers' money. And then I'm, I'm just grateful and uh, hope your, your listeners are grateful for our, our Republican legislatures and what they're doing down there. Governor Gianforte and our Republican leaders, leaders are really working hard each day to make Montana a better place and uh, to work and raise a family. And, you know, these guys are all volunteers and uh, they take time out of their, their uh, busy schedules. Uh, and it's a hard slog every other uh, year uh, for 90 days to get things done for Montana. All right, let's let's jump right in. Take some calls. We have Ed has been waiting the longest. Ed, good morning. You're on with Don K. Go ahead, please. Yes, uh, uh, I guess conversation might swing towards uh, Mark Roscoe here, and I wanted him to run for U.S. Senate, uh, Senate when he termed out as governor, but he became, I think, a D.C. lobbyist instead. You know, first of all, isn't that is that right? Did he become a lobbyist, and then? Uh, it seems he has a real high profile now you know, back in Montana. So has he retired and has he moved back to Montana uh, right now? There's a lot of opinion pieces, including one this morning 
uh, in the in the Missoulian. Also, he publicly supported Monica Trinell, uh for the new high House seat, and not Ryan Zinke. And it seems to me that he's not a Republican in good standing, you know, after he does something like that. So in any event, if you could start the conversation going here. You got it. All right, Ed, thanks for the call. Uh, so uh, Mark Roscoe, uh, I, I've known Mark Roscoe for over 40 years. I, I mentioned that uh, when we uh, were talking about it with Robin Driscoll. Uh, he, he's never made any, any bones about the fact that he's been a moderate Republican. So uh, what, what, what is your view and why this... this uh, official censure that or, or a resolution censuring uh, Mark Roscoe that he's no longer a Republican. Well, first off, the, the party did not censure uh, Governor Roscoe. Uh, we rebuked him because of his actions that stem from his decision to formally endorse and support Democrat candidates in 2020. Uh, Governor Roscoe is a personal friend of mine, and he's and I, I talked to him quite a bit you know, over the years and, and trying to, uh, and, you know, we've given, given him, uh, you know, some, we've, we've had some issues with uh, the governor uh, supporting uh, Democrats. It's all laid out in the uh, resolution. And like I said, I have a deep respect for Governor Roscoe, uh, like Governor Roscoe, but he's just kind of stepped over the line and the, uh, the e-board of the Montana Republican Party thought that the uh, uh, we should uh, make some uh, resolution and let people know that we don't think that uh, the governor, uh, even though, you know, because the governor is a two-term governor, he's a one-term uh, attorney general. Um, the, the party, all of us, uh, have supported the governor um, over the years. And, you know, it's like Conrad Burns used to say, you know, you support those that uh, brought you to the party, you know. And, uh, you know, we don't feel like the governor's uh, done that. And even though he, he might say that he doesn't speak for the Republican Party, you know, he's been a high-profile person in the party. He's been a chairman of the RNC. And uh, we just thought that he dropped over the line. So this was a real tough decision, um, but one that uh, the e-board felt they needed to make. All right. So I'll tell you what, we're up against our first break. So we'll, we'll, we'll put a pause there. We have Mark, Skip, and Marilyn who all want to visit with you. We're going to come right back with more of Talk Back. Our guest, Don, Don Kay, who is the chair of the Montana Republican Party, will continue right after this. For over 100. And we are back on Talk Back. Don Kay, Don Kalschmidt, the uh, chair of the Montana Republican Party, uh, taking time out of a very busy schedule, I know, with the legislature going on right now, to uh, take questions from our listeners. And we have a lot of them. So let's jump right in. Mark is first. Mark, good morning. You're on with, with Don Kalschmidt. Go ahead. Good morning, Don. Uh, so yeah, I'm just trying to get some information on the, the school choice bill that's going through the legislature. I guess uh, kind of a number of questions, but do you know the current status of it? And uh, can you tell me a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, thank you for the question. I am not that versed on that, but I believe that the, uh, you know, it's been a Republican um, uh it's been a Republican priority that uh, that parents have a choice of where their uh, where their children go to school. So if you want to get on the Montana legislative site and look up um, that that section of it, you'll be able to find that bill. And I thank you for bringing that up to me. I'm going to check on it myself. Thank you. All right. I, that's good enough now. If he hasn't had more information than that, that's I'll look it up. Thank you. 
Thanks for the call, sir. All right, uh, this is Skip. Skip, good morning. You're on with Don K. Go ahead, please. Thank you again, Peter. And good morning, Don. And uh, I'm sure you're a busy pu- puppy today. Uh, and I want you to, if you can, before you get off the air, please encourage people to be proactive in this session, that, that is the citizens, because uh, it's a wonderful time to be interactive and lively about all the stuff that's going on. And, and we have to live with what that legislature comes up with. It is a supermajority. And my God, we have a wonderful chance to do things for Montana. But, sir, I have two quick pointed questions. One of them has to do with yourself and and the uh, Republican Party. Are you what, what is your your future? What do you want your future to be as to whether you're still the chairman? In addition, uh, and, and do you have a, an idea for someone to to uh, succeed you if if you're going to leave? In addition, could you tell us about yesterday at one o'clock? There was uh, speakers that were all brought into a joint session who are our senators and and uh, representatives and also the chairman of the what I call the Joint Chiefs, which would have been uh, Chairman McDonald, to speak to everyone. Did you hear those speeches, and and how did you feel about the, the different approaches about them? Okay. So I'll leave it there, sir. And thanks thank for the, you. Thanks Bye. for the call. You're on, Don. All right. Well, that's, that's a loaded uh, bunch of questions there. First off, as far as uh, <clears throat> me continuing as the chair, I'm still uh, taking that all into consideration, talking with my family about it. We will see. We have a big election coming up, as you know, in 2024. Um, the uh, As far as who to succeed me, we have a lot of great people within the Montana Republican Party, and we will have a very, very good leader no matter what I decide to do. Uh, and then as far as the speeches yesterday, uh, great speeches. I uh, really appreciated uh, Governor uh, you know, um, excuse me, uh, Senator Daines, uh, Congressman Rosendale, and uh, Congressman Zinke, you know, spending their day off talking to Montana legislators about the work that uh, they're doing in D.C. For each one of you listening now, you know, our GOP elected officials in D.C. are continuing to fight for the Montana way of life. You know, and, and uh, yeah, there was a difference in, in there. I think you saw uh, freedom. I thought you saw... Uh, you know, talks about, um, you know, our Montana way of life. You know, Steve Dames talking about his getting kicked off of uh, Twitter uh, because of having a, uh, you know, an antelope that they had just harvested. You know, the things that we take for granted in Montana, you know, people in San Francisco don't like. So I think, you know, that's really what we do. But then when you go to Senator Kester, you know, he spoke there and he mentioned that he wants to work together. But the point is, is Tester, uh, Senator Kester, with, with all due respect, because he's senator, uh, is not working for Montanans. You know, he's kind of working against Montanans. He's basically, I, I like to call him Big Government John, and here's why. You know, he, he's left Montana behind in pursuit of his party's far-left agenda. And I think everybody on this call, whether no matter where your politics is, has to admit that the, the Democrat Party has gone very far to the left, and that's really hurt them. Uh, You know, he only pretends to care about Montana when his name's going upon the ballot. You know, his whole strategy is to tell you what he's done. And um, the point is, he only only does these things when he's up for election, you know. And we have to really hold him accountable, Montana, 
for his failed policies. You know, he's squeezing Americans' wallets and robbing them of their hard-earned money. And, you know, and, and a uh, recent com- uh, consumer price index, you know, eggs are up 70%, fuel oil's up 27 airlines tickets are 25%. Uh, electricity's up uh, 11%. And, you know, John Tester has chaired the Veterans Affairs Committee. And as a veteran, I can tell you that the Montana veterans, and I work with veterans a lot across the state, they still won't have the resources they need because the, the senator thinks that everything is big government. And it's really not that way. We need to push it back down uh, to the family. So, while Republicans are trying to give money back to hardworking Montanans, you know, the, uh, the Senator Testers supported every single spending bill. And here's the key that come, that's come across Joe Biden's desk. And Montanans are stuck paying the price. You know, the average Montana family has lost 10 grand in the last year because of inflation. And you can thank Senator Tester for that, for his vote on that, you know, um, the senator's party also wants to continue their green agenda by banning gas stoves, really, during a time when Montana families can barely afford to heat their homes. So, you know, we're really suffering under the Tester Biden uh, failed economic agenda of higher taxes and soaring inflation and shrinking savings and failing real wages. Oh, wages are going up, but what's the real wages? They're actually going down. And, you know, while while Tester and the Democrats deliver high uh, gas prices, the worst inflation in 40 years, Republicans are working to deliver more jobs and lower employment rates. You know, they're making some great strides in the House already in the national level and here in Montana. And um, I know that uh, Senator hasn't committed to running yet in 24, but I'm pretty sure that he will. Uh, and he he talks about bipartisan work. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, his choice is in 2024 is either retire or lose because Montana is becoming more of a, a red state or we're more uh, we're getting to a point that we've had it with this big government, uh, D.C. Uh, craziness that's going on up there. And unfortunately, Senator Tester is part of that. You know, he's just gone Washington. OK, with that, we're going to take a break. Come right back. We have still lots of folks who want to visit with you, Don. We have Marilyn, Andy and Jeff coming up next. And of course, hopefully your phone calls as well. Join Mark. How is your job to school? Let me tell you, I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey, welcome back. It's uh, it's Talk Back. Don Kay, the, Don Couchmith, the chair of the Montana Republican Party, joining us live on the air right now. Let's jump right in, get some more phone calls. Marilyn has been waiting the longest. Marilyn, thank you for your patience. Go ahead. Hi, good morning. So I've been a lifelong Republican for all my, all my life, uh, except for a few years when I went to the Constitution Party because I was so sick of rhino Republicans. I think what the legislature did about Mark Roscoe was exactly the right thing, and we need to do more of it. He, he, I heard him do an interview with Russ Fagg, and Mark said he was a Democrat when the Republican Party recruited him to run for governor. I mean, this is the Republican Party's problem. We need to vet our people better and hold them 
to the platform at least, that's, my gosh, should be the minimum. I mean, we should be for small government, fiscal responsibility, stop the socialism, protect the preborn, um, you know, get back to America first, for crying out loud. And so I was really happy. I emailed um, Lola Sheldon Galloway this morning early when I heard that. And, you know, I'm really glad. We need to do more of that. So, um, <laughs> and everything he said about Tester is right. I mean, he's only good for handing out our money that they have stolen from us. So, anyways, thank you. All right, Marilyn, thank you for the call. Don, your response. Yeah, thank you, Marilyn. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we do have a platform, and we tried to adhere to that. We are a party, though. Uh, we don't, uh, we don't, we're not a party of lemmings. You know, we have people that have, you know, we are a big tent party. If you're going to be a big tent party, you have to have people from all over the, uh, the spectrum. And, uh, but the, the platform's important. Um, you know, we are a conservative party, and uh, we have disagreements from time, but I think uh, the Republican Party is just, quite frankly, the only choice left, really, uh, because the, the Democrat Party, unfortunately, has gone so far left. And that's why you're seeing Montana go more and more red, because um, most of the people in Montana, and in my view across the country, are basically from anywhere from the middle, middle right. And uh, that's where we need to govern from. Let's get another call in. This is Andy. Andy, good morning. You're on with Don Kay. Go ahead, please. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I was also calling about uh, the Roscoe issue there. Uh, so uh, Roscoe, my understanding, endorsed Monica Trinnell because uh, Zinke is a proven liar and a cheat. And there's a lot of Republicans here. Uh, some of my friends are Republicans, and, and they did not vote for uh, for the for the liar or the cheat that we have in Zinke. Um, I think it's very commendable. I'm, and I I know there's some uh, callers have called into this show uh, saying that they held their nose and uh, and voted for Zinke, or they couldn't vote for Zinke because he was a liar. So um, I think that the uh republican party is is where you, you mentioned the left has gone way too left and i totally agree but the right of course has gone way too right and uh i think we need more moderate democrat uh, republicans um like roscoe etc so that's my comment thank you thanks for the call okay your response not all right. Well, thank you very much again for the call. And like I just got through, we are a middle right party. So we have moderates in our party. Um, they're not the majority of the party, but they're definitely in the party. And we and we welcome them in. And uh, you're right. We go if you go too far right or what have you. But let's get back to uh, Governor Roscoe. Governor Roscoe did not endorse uh, Monica Trinnell. At least that's not what he told me. Um because of anything about Ryan Zinke's character. Uh, he did because of uh, Ryan had the endorsement of President Trump, and uh, Mark does not like President Trump. So that's uh, that was a big part of it, the way I understand it. Um, you can ask uh, Governor Roscoe about that further. Uh, as far as Ryan Zinke goes, I'm not going to... Uh, uh, being Ryan is a personal friend of mine, and I have to tell you, sir, that if you're in the public eye, people will beat you up on, and they will lie about you constantly. You talk about Ryan being a liar. 
I don't buy that. I've known Ryan for a long time. His uh, grandfather was the original uh, car dealer in Whitefish that we now own. Um, I, I, uh, I know Ryan to be an upstanding man in, in uh, the community of Whitefish, and everybody loved Ryan Zinke until he got into politics. And, of course, that's what happens uh, when you do, especially when you associate yourself with uh, President Donald Trump. A lot of people want to want to get uh, in there, and they will lie about you. So as far as I know, um, from my experience, Ryan Zinke is a very stand-up man. So that's, that's, uh, that's all I'll say about that. Tell you what, now, Don has very, very graciously agreed to stay with us. Uh, Troy Downing is not going to be able to be with us from, from uh, 930 until 10. So Don has very graciously agreed to stay with us to answer. We have a, a whole line of folks that still want to talk with you, Don. So we'll take a quick break, come right back and take those phone calls at 721-1290. We'll be back. It is uh, 930. Thanks for joining us here on Talk Back this morning. Don Kay, the chair of the Montana Republican Party, again, very graciously agreeing to stay with us and answer as many questions as we can, as time permits. Uh, let's get Jeff up next. Jeff, thank you for holding. You're on with Don Kay. Go ahead, please. Hey, good morning, all. Uh, I have a question and I want to have a follow up for it. Uh, here's my question. What is does the. Montana Republican Party have a position on the push for a convention of states? Uh, good question. Uh, no, we do not. We, uh, we have a uh, uh, different people in our party. If you look at it, I think there was a, a bill going through for that, and I think it just barely failed. So I think, I think there was Republicans that voted for it and uh, some that voted against it. You'd have to look on that. That's my, by my memory. But uh, the Montana Republican Party doesn't officially have a stand. It's not in our platform. Okay, do you have a stand on it? You know, part of me wants to say, let's do it, right? Um, but then part of me wants to look into a, a, to a little bit further. So if we're going to go that route, I think we need to do some real intensive research. I need to do some intensive research to have a, a solid stand on it. Okay, because uh, a bunch of uh, constitutional scholars, including our own Rob Nadelson, have come out firmly in support of a convention of states. It's not a constitutional convention. It's just employing... Article 5 of the Constitution in the way that the founders uh, gave us so that the, so that the, the state legislatures can uh, reign in the federal government. And we had the two bills out there, uh, Senate uh, Joint Resolution um, SJ2 and then Senate Bill 211. SJ2 went down by one vote. And that's because nine Republicans voted with the Democrats. And three of those uh, Republicans were uh, members of the Montana Freedom Caucus, including the president and founder, uh, Teresa Manzella. And so we have Dem uh, Republicans voting with Democrats to prevent us from ex exercising an article in the Constitution that would allow the states, with all sorts of safeguards, if you read the bills, they have all sorts of safeguards, that it could not become a runaway convention. It, it, there, there's no way. But yet, the, uh, there's a small minority of Republicans who follow the John Birch Society mantra of, oh, this is going to, uh, 
this is unprecedented to amend the Constitution. Our Constitution has been amended 27 times. I don't think it's unprecedented. And I don't think I think it's time that the Montana Republican Party has a formal position on whether or not to support a convention of states so we can rein in the federal government. We've tried to do it, but uh, by uh, in various ways, the only way we're going to do it is by cutting the money supply. And this is the only way left for us to do that. So uh, thanks for letting me get on my soapbox. Jeff, thanks for the call, as always. Uh, one more comment before we take another call. Don. Yeah, just real, just real quick. Yeah, we don't have a uh, we don't have a, a policy on it. Uh, there was a caller earlier that mentioned that we need to get involved. So, as everyday Montanans, when these things come up, you can go and lobby and talk to these different legislators and tell them how you feel about it, and you'd be surprised. Like one vote, if it failed by one vote, you might have turned it by one vote uh, by going up there and getting involved. That's what it means. I know it takes time. I know it takes effort. But if you feel strongly about something, get up to the legislature and, and lobby those uh, those people, Democrats, Republicans, what have you, and uh, tell them how you feel. One thing I've noticed that just in, in viewing it long distance, it is a very tightly run ship over there. It's very smoothly run. Uh, the, 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 all the things that I need as a news person are right there at, at, at my hand. Uh, and so any, anybody can find out exactly anything they want to know about any bill at any time and the progress and whom to call about it. And, and the phone numbers and, and, and email addresses are right there. Exactly. There, there is, there is that, and you know, uh, lobbyists are up there. There was people on on both sides of that issue. I know for a fact that lobbied these legislators. But I'll tell you, when a, a citizen goes up there, it carries a more weight. It really does. So yes, get up there and and, uh, and and be uh, be involved uh, in those hearings, and uh, you know, testify and and get talk to those uh, legislators in the hall. Let's get Emmett up next. He's been waiting the longest. Emmett, thanks for holding. Go ahead, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Well, you mentioned about the runaway inflation and high prices and everything, and I completely agree with you. But whatever president we've had, I've been thinking about it, ever since Ronald Reagan or wherever, prices have been going up and up and up for basic supplies like groceries and hamburger and paper towels and rent and everything. You know, from George Bush rate, it got the inflation increasing under, under George Bush and Clinton and George Bush the second and everything. When we talk about cutting inflation, is there a way, miraculously, as the Republican Party, that the Republican Party, if we have a president, could get that inflation slashed so we pay 40 cents a pound for hamburger again and maybe only 50 cents for a roll of toilet paper? Get back to 1980s. Ooh values and uh, savings for groceries and rent and just get those prices way, way down so we're paying uh, like we used to do in the 70s and 80s. Is that a possibility or not? Well, thanks for the call, Emmett. I will tell you, uh, I, Don, what, what's the reality here? All right, Emmett, that's a really good point. Now, I don't know about 1980s, um, but uh, we, can, we, can do, we can do something. And here's the deal. As I mentioned before, um, the Democrats have doubled down, and certainly Republican administrations before and Democrat administrations have helped inflation by pouring more money into the system. That's really what it is. 
It all goes down to simple economics, supply and demand. If there's more money out there, there's going to be more inflation. And that's what's going on right now. But what happened, you know, during COVID, we kind of got, we put some money out there, but nobody knew what was going to go on. And that definitely has some uh, inflationary problems. But what happened was when, when Senator Biden, excuse me, when President Biden and Senator Tester and all the Democrats up there doubled down on the spending after COVID was over, it just put us in a worse position. So, yes. Thankfully, the United States of America has put in the House of Representatives nationally level uh, is now controlled by the Republicans. And what the Republicans have now is the power of the purse. And with the slim majority, the Lord has blessed us there because they're going to be able they're going to have to work together and, and and basically defund some of these crazy programs that they've got out there. So if we do that, we can bring inflation down. Okay, let's uh, get another call on. This is Tim. Tim, good morning. You've been waiting the longest. Go ahead, please, sir. Thank you. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I got a real question. The uh, We're in a higher in- income tax bracket, like probably most of your listeners are. And I'm kind of disturbed that everybody in the state's going to get two $500 checks. When our income tax bracket is much higher, we pay much more in tax, income tax. Why is it fair that somebody's making that's barely paying no tax that we're getting a tax refund from the state is still going to get the same refund that we're going to get. Interesting question. Don, what, what's your response to that? Well, thank you for the question. And that, that is a, is a, is a point, but here's the deal. We're, We're trying to help everyday Montanans. And I understand where you're at. We, we have, you know, there's a lot of people in the upper um, you know, income, and you're right. You're you're not you're paying way more in taxes, and of course, that's what the Democrat Party doesn't understand. But you and I do. That said, we do have to. You know, we do we do have to help everyday Montana. So, five hundred dollars to you may not be that much, but five hundred dollars to a hardworking Montana that's working, uh, you know, wherever. Uh, you know, two incomes or what have you, that might help him get through a week or two. You know, maybe pay part of his rent, maybe pay his car payment, maybe whatever. And we're trying to help that. But here's the deal. That's just a really small part of it. The big part of it is to have um, tax reduction going forward. So that's where most of the money is going to go is tax reduction going forward, which will help you and help that, that hardworking lower income person. All right, thanks for the call. We're up against a break, 721-1290. We have Roy, Lisa, and Susan, who are all waiting to visit with you, Don. Again, thank you for your generosity and sharing your time with us and being willing to answer all these questions. We'll be back right after this. Authentic New York bagels and pastries from Little Italy can be found. Well, again, we want to say thank you to uh, Don K. Don Kalschmidt, the uh, the uh, chairman of the Montana Republican Party, who's been willing to share lots more time than he originally had uh, had timed out for us. But uh, a lot of folks want to visit with you, so Roy is up first. Roy, go ahead. You're on with Don K. Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. I uh, Jeff pretty much covered what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I want to encourage all Montanans to call the legislators and uh, encourage them to vote for a convention of states. It is the only peaceful way we can change the tyranny of the federal government. The federal government is becoming more of a tyranny every single day. 
the overreach is disgusting, and it's the only peaceful way to solve the problem. And uh, anybody that's against it are either ignorant of what it's really about, and uh, your talk show host <clears throat> said that he hasn't really understand it too well. I encourage him to really look into it because because it's it's really good and it's what's needed. I have absolutely no faith that our Republicans or anybody will be able to change the federal government. They haven't done it for years. They say they're going to, but it gets worse and worse and worse. The only peaceful solution is a convention of states where the people make amendments to the Constitution to downsize the federal government, bring it back into order, get a balanced budget amendment, and a lot of other good things done that need to be done now, and they're not doing it, and we need to hold the feet to the fire to do it. So I encourage everybody to call the representatives and that they vote to put Montana in with the rest of the, I believe, 19 or 20 states that uh, are going to send representatives to the convention. The other thing you were talking about, uh, how best the best thing we can do for Montanans, the best thing we could do for Montanans is get rid of a lot of unnecessary regulations and taxes and stuff and let the free enterprise system take care of it. And, and, and if people have government out of the way, they can they can improve the economy, improve their lives, improve everything else. And I understand our government is working in that direction. That's a good thing. And I believe and I support uh, what Don says as far as the Republican Party is the only choice. The, the Democratic Party is basically a Marxist socialist party right now. And the only choice we have is the, is the Republican Party, unless we start another party. And... Uh, and I, I would be for a uh, constitutional conservative party to replace the uh, Democrat Party. But anyways, I'll leave that. Uh, that's about all I have to say. And uh, Thanks for the call. I enjoy your show host and what he has to say. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, sir. Appreciate it. And let's move on and get Lisa on the line. Lisa, good morning. You're on Talkback. Hi. Yeah, good morning. Uh, I wanted to make a remark, uh, not directly to Mr. Uh, John down Yes. Uh, I was going to make the remark to Miss Driscoll, but she already had left. I didn't realize she was there only for half an hour. I want to put a good word in for the Christian schools. She made the remark that she, of course, would be not in favor of it at all. They're all super religious. I, I want to bring a little story, very short, uh, from my own personal experience. I have a very close friend in Germany that was fortunate enough to become an exchange student, and the only place available in Montana was at the Stillwater Christian School in Kalispell. Outstanding school. And uh, they weren't quite sure if he should go to a Christian school. They weren't Christians. And his, his uncle, a doctor, called me and he said, oh, my gosh, what's he going to learn there? I said, you know something? Definitely he will have some biblical instructions. And, if, and there will be some praying. And if he doesn't like it, he can stand back. But I'll tell you one thing. They will learn first and foremost reading, writing, arithmetic. They're open in sports with all the other teams there in Kalispell. And I get a quarterly magazine from them every three months because I support that school. And it tells me what's going on. This young man came. He spoke English, of course. He went in the last year of high school, graduated as second in his class, 
And when it was finished, he said to me, you know, I was amazed. I loved that school. He says, nobody can really get bad in that school. You won't learn about if you're a boy or girl in preference. You will not learn there if you um, bully or something like this. You will learn that you should not kill and you will learn that you should not steal. Things like that. Now, I'm asking any normal person, what is wrong with something like this? This is what we actually need nowadays. And that is what I would like to say. Lisa, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your call. Don, we'll let you respond to that when we come back from the break. This is a, a one-minute timeout, 60 seconds. We'll be right back. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. They can spell risk if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for, harm if accidentally taken by a child or pet, or overdose if they're not used as directed. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. You may find these in your community at local pharmacies or police stations. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. On Tuesday's Montana Morning, Senator John Tester addressed the Montana legislature and talked about the Chinese balloon. Three weeks ago, we witnessed an unacceptable incursion into our airspace by China. This Chinese spy balloon, which, by the way, if you think it was a weather balloon, I've great, got some great beachfront property in Big Sandy to sell you. It came across our state and saw some things that it had no business in seeing. Montana Morning, weekdays 6 to 8.30 on KGVO AM and FM and the KGVO app. We're coming down the, the home stretch here. I'm Peter Christian. Uh, of course, Nick Christensen over there taking your phone calls. Don Couchman, Don Kay, is the uh, chair of the Montana Republican Party. Very gracious with his time. And let's uh, get... Uh, uh, now, did you want to comment at all on what, on what Lisa had to say? Uh, only to say, Lisa, that is a wonderful story. And the Montana Republican Party, as well as the National Republican Party, supports school choice. And what you heard from Democrats is that they don't. They believe that uh, we should be go to public schools only. Public schools in Montana are great. I went to them. My children went to them, et cetera. But if somebody wants to go to a, um, a, a private school, religious uh, or otherwise, uh, they should have that right to do it. All right. Beautiful story. All right, let's uh, get Susan on the line. Susan, you're up next. Hi. Hi there. Um, Don, I really need you to take the leadership role to rein in the light. And I appreciate the strong statement against Mark Roscoe, who most of us know he really never was a Republican. He always was a Democrat. But I appreciate that strong statement against him. But I also urge you to make strong statements against the other side of the Republican Party that continues to yammer about election fraud that is destroying the ability of Republicans in Missoula to get elected. We had a catastrophic election cycle in 2022 because we had Republicans that claimed to be conservative who spoke out against conservatives that were running. We had 22 outstanding candidates and we had conservative Republicans that were supposedly Republicans speaking out against Republicans. So I'd like your response 
right now okay. as to what you're going to do to rain, and you know who they are. All right. Uh, you need to be public <laughs> against the conservatives that are hurting fellow conservatives that are running. All right. Thanks for the call, Susan. So, Don, it's all yours. Well, thank you, Susan. I appreciate it. And this just further shows that our mantra that we've had since I've been chair of the Montana Republican Party is we're better together. When the party splits is when we lose. When the party stays together, we win. We won statewide. Uh, as you know, we have super majorities. But you're right. In Missoula County, we didn't do that well. And it just goes to show you when there's division within the party, when you have two uh, entities that are of the same um, in the same party or the same organization and they don't work together, never have good results. The one thing I'll say against our opponents, the Democrats, is they do pretty good when it comes to sticking together. Of course, they're minority, and it's harder to stay together when you're a majority, when you're a t big tent party. Their tent is getting smaller and smaller. Ours is getting bigger and bigger. So we have people from all ends of the thing. The Montana Republican Party would like to look forward, not backward, on elections. We've done all the research. We believe that we have a, a path forward, and we have and we had a fair election uh, in 2022. Um, there's always going to be some issues, but at the end of the day, we're doing the best we can by volunteering. We can sit back in our chairs and complain and point fingers, but the best way is to volunteer and make sure that the uh, uh, the vote is right, which happened in Missoula County. There was an audit there, etc. So we just we, we just want a fair vote, and that's what everybody wants in Montana, no matter what your politics Don, are. Don, thanks for the call. Let's, uh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Susan, thanks for the call. Sue is up next. Sue, thank you for holding. Go ahead. I just had a question for Don Kay about the um, Freedom Caucus members and yourself who took uh, millions in PPP money. Um, I'm just thinking that if the Freedom Caucus is all about freedom and they don't like the federal government, then why would they accept money from the, um, why would they accept PPP money and, uh, egg and egg money as well? Okay. Thanks, Sue. Uh, your, your response to that, Don, mm -hmm. go ahead. Okay, Sue, that's very, very uh, good question. Yes, we, uh, my business took it as well as every other business in the state of Montana. When you're in a competitive business, you can't just single yourself out and say, I'm not going to take the PPP money. Remember that when that happened, <clears throat> myself and other business leaders in the state of Montana, we had no idea what was going to happen. And that PPP money, every cent of it, went to keep my employees employed. So when we got the, that, uh, those dollars, and that's what it was all based on, we used that to, to pay employees, to not lay them off. There were some employees in my particular instance, and I'm sure in others, that didn't want to come to work, that were afraid of COVID. They still got paid, and that's what we used that money for. So I'm not ashamed of using that, uh, of, of doing that. That was a, a one-time thing. Uh, to be frank with you, I have been uh, in business for over 35 years and I've never taken one penny of government money ever until that happened. It was there. My competitors were doing it. And I didn't know if I was going to have any business or not. So we used it to pay our employees. Okay. Let's try to get at least one more call in. We have about two minutes. So, Candy, quickly, what's your question? 
Yes, Don, um, this is Candy. I uh, was wondering about your general opinion of uh, President Biden. I bite my tongue. Uh, saying that we, the American public and people, are going to be paying pensions for Ukrainians and all this money. I just wanted to know what your okay. opinion is. Very good and question. I'll listen. Very good question. We have we exactly a minute and a half. Don, go ahead. All right. Well, as far as the, uh, the pensions or anything like that, I have not heard. But I believe, and the Montana Republican Party believes, that we need to get this border in the south, uh, the the southern border, uh, closed up. The difference between the Trump administration and the Biden administration has been enormous as far as people coming across. And we can't continue to do that. That is hell. That is just exasperating inflation, making everything harder for everyday Americans. We've got to plug up this border. And quite frankly, President Biden and Senator Tester has done nothing to be able to do that. When we had a Republican administration with President Trump, we didn't have near the problem that we have now. And we were, get, we were getting close to completely locking that up. If he would have been reelected, we probably would have. So we need to go back to those uh, to those um, opportunities. Well, Don, real real quickly, what? Um, well, just any quick. Uh, how do we contact the Montana Republican Party? Real quickly. Okay, mtgop.org. and uh, we have a we have all our phone numbers and contact information there. We would love donations. You believe what we're doing. We appreciate all of you. And thank you for the opportunity to talk to the citizens of Missoula. And thank you for the generosity of your time, Don. You have a great day. God bless. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. All right, so, Nick, what's coming up on tomorrow's fabulous program? Uh, It's a Montana World Affairs Council with Bob and a special guest. All right. Hey, you guys, the calls were great uh, for both Robin and for Don. You guys are awesome. We appreciate it. Get out there and remember that system is coming in 